Mary Maria Sprout. 15 seconds to curtains, you three. Oh. Oh. No one's here. Well, I guess I'll just be going then. I guess I should do the opener. <laughs> I don't know our own opening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never do the opening. Oh no! Uh, From my memory, I've I've listened to every episode, so I think I remember pretty strongly. And uh, I'm I'm pretty sure it starts with "Hi, I'm Brian Henson, and you're listening to (laughs) (laughs) Muppet Fans Talking." If I Um, recall correctly, I haven't been correct. (laughs) I'm just gonna do the one podcast opening I know. Welcome to Muppet Fans Co- uh, Talking, a Muppet podcast for the modern era. I'm your oldest host, Sprout, and I'm here with our special guest, Richard. Hello! Hi! <laughs> that, Hello. Was my, that was my brother, my brother, and me. <laughs> I was... See, I, I would have I guessed that you would have started with that, but I didn't know how it's started actually i would just kind of assume hi i'm brother one this is brother two (laughs) and this is brother three richard and we are my 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 muppet fan and me (laughs) i love that show so funny yeah i need to listen to it my only exposure to it is through uh louis zong who creates wonderful animation yes i Love him. <laughs> I don't know how he has time to do anything. I hope he's a Muppet fan. I feel like he would be a Muppet True. fan. True, he's he's got a storyboarding job. Mm-hmm. I feel like he would. He made some crocodiles that an awful lot like Muppet crocodiles, <laughs> and I was like, "Louis, are those Muppet crocodiles?" And he liked my reply, so Ooh. I've got to assume Louis needs to come to Muppets Twitter. Louie does need to come to Muppet Twiddle. We've got a special place, right? For him. Yes. He'll be up there with Matt. <laughs> Every time we say that sort of thing, I just like imagine a little seat right here, right next to Matt Daniel. I'm <laughs> patting my couch affectionately. <laughs> I can't believe he followed Maria. I know. Right? That's amazing. I'm so happy for Maria. You're next, bro. You're on the follow list. Maybe. You better keep those tweets nice and friendly. I I don't know if that's going to happen. I'm followed by Matt Dano, and it strikes fear into me because, Sprout, you remember when I killed Rizzo the Rat, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember. Twiddle. I, I, Richard Michael Gomez, killed Rizzo the Rat. And he came for me. He did. That was the funniest shit. He did. Should I? Oh my god. Should I context? Um, oh, we were talking about... Yeah. Uh, man, I don't even know how to provide context for that. It doesn't make sense with context. <laughs> I killed Drizzle the Rat. I did it. You stabbed him ten times. No, I stabbed him nine times. He ran it. I okay. know. Oh, I never stabbed him. He ran, ran into my knife <laughs> ten times. 
And I bet uh, if you were there, you would have done the same. Something, something. Chicago lyric. (laughs) 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 So I must ask you what we ask every guest we have on the show. Yeah. has been one. Who is your sun and rising Muppet? God, I'm gonna be real. I've never been into horoscopes. I don't understand what those words mean. Okay, I literally had to go and Google what they meant because Mary's the one that does zodiac stuff. Oh, that's really so. Your sun zodiac would be the qualities that you see. Zodiacs and horoscopes. Yeah, tomato, tomato. And then your rising sign is what people see you as when they first meet you. Gee, I don't know what people see me as, but I feel like I'm pretty strongly, like, I see Scooter in myself. I'm all, yeah. yeah. Anything, boss, I'll go for anything. <laughs> I'll do anything you want. <laughs> but, but I like to be a people pleaser because it gives me go a for small sense of fulfillment in my... <laughs> Yeah, I've got gopher energy. <laughs> in the sense that one day you may find me tunneled in a hole under your home. Um, <laughs> <laughs> gopher energy, I a give off the vibes of a small brown mammal. <laughs> Just teasing the, <laughs> the golf no. course manager, <laughs> as in Caddyshack. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Caddyshack. <laughs> what a beautiful piece of cinema Caddyshack is. Honestly. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen that movie in so long. Honestly. I'm going to be real with you. I've never seen that movie. I'm holding this out of my butt. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've only seen it because of my family. That is not a movie I would openly <laughs> go and watch. If that makes you feel any better. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like if I ever see Caddyshack, it's gonna be because of my family. I'm never going to seek out Caddyshack. Yeah. Does anybody seek out Caddyshack? Caddyshack finds you. <laughs> That's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> well, the sad reality of a modern era. <laughs> I feel like I feel like most Adam Sandler like type movies are that way. Like I don't know people who like willing willingly go yeah i'm gonna go watch an adam sandler movie now like i I, I think it just kind of happens to you i think you're thinking about happy gilmore happy gilmore is does caddyshack have adam sandler or do i just i don't think so caddyshack is like older really yeah yeah how old is caddyshack i know it has bill moore but google and rodney dangerfield and a talking yeah. GoPro control. Google. <laughs> we should probably stop talking about Caddyshack. <laughs> but I think I never answered all of your questions. <laughs> I only answered <laughs> half of it. <laughs> and then we started going on Caddyshack rap. <laughs> um, to answer before we jump <laughs> off, it's 1980 is when it came out. Mm-hmm. It's 1980. How mm. old is Adam Sandler? Adam Sandler. Uh, his name is said. Because now I'm blanking. Let's see. Adam Sandler. How? Adam Sander? 
what that is not his name. Um Adam he's born that is not a person. Oh, it's a person in nineteen sixty six. Nineteen sixty six. So he would have been you know, old enough. But he wasn't in Caddyshack. Um, he wasn't in Caddyshack. <laughs> in uh, Muppet related discussion. How do you edit things and I don't notice? Like <laughs> I would think, oh my gosh. That doesn't make any sense. They just jumped to something else, that I, and I didn't even notice. But like I, um, and I and I and I noticed. But like, I, I don't like. It just feels like you you guys keep talking, and I can't tell when you cut out stuff. We have a lot of Caddyshack moments that I just chop out. <laughs> That's a you just chop them like no no seams, no 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 video crowd at all you just chop it and cut it together that's yeah. amazing sometimes i will save those clips and put them after the outro music because after the outro there's always an extra clip of audio yeah so sometimes I've those, that. those clips go to the end yeah i'm gonna be real that clip has scared me at least once like it jump scared me because <laughs> like oh muppet fans talking episode over and then oh we're talking jump about scare caddyshack now <laughs> Jump scale. Spooked by uh, ghosts of a podcast. <laughs> Ghost of podcast past. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. We're still not addressing the second half of the original question. <laughs> uh-huh. Who is your rising Muppet? <laughs> right. My false guy. The rising Muppet is the one that I see myself as, right? No, that's your son, Muppet. <laughs> Rising Muppet is who people... Son Muppet is probably scared of. <laughs> uh, am I allowed to ask which Muppet you see me as? Because you're a different person mm. than me. I would say maybe Gonzo, but I'm not sure. Aww. Love Gonzo. I love Gonzo, too. Gonzo's my favorite. <laughs> Any Dave goals? puppets honestly top tier honestly my mind immediately went to booble that was my uh my son muppet was boober and then my rising was grover well i can pick sesame and fraggle rock mode muppets yeah. that's right uh gee actually no wait wait no i know now i see myself as wembley and other people see me as good because <laughs> i so I true. can't decide on anything, as evidenced by... Wait, I just did, so I'm not Wembley. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a moment. <laughs> You're Wembling about Wembling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Wembling about Wembling! <laughs> you can't see it, but I'm clutching my head. I'm clutching my There's a lot of stress. Too much stress to be associated with Muppets and horoscopes. <laughs> really shouldn't be thinking about it at home. I don't know if it picks up in our first episode, but when that question was asked, I was just fear because I had no idea what we were talking about. Oh, God. <laughs> Bad. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Bad. <laughs> I don't know how you do it. I don't either. This is why I host the podcast and don't guest on it. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
Mary is really the like, dominant force. Like you can, mm-hmm. can tell. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to start questions. Our first question is from Maria. Oh, oh God, the interrogation. <laughs> How did you get into Muppets? And at what point did you want to share your love for them by making fantastic art? Oh, gosh, that's such a sweet second part of the question. <laughs> Thank you, Maria, wherever you are. Um, <laughs> well, to answer the question, I got into the Muppets at a very tender young age. My first toy was um, a tiny little big board plush. Like, Aww. I don't even know if it classified as a plush because it was, it's so small. And I still have him somewhere. Um, the paint on his eyes is all scratched off, so he's looking a bit soulless, <laughs> but he's somewhere out there. I think I named him, like, Bennett or something along those lines. Um, I don't know why. But, yeah, so I was introduced to the Sesame Street Muppets really young, and I watched Sesame Street for a long time. And Big Board was always my favorite, and I loved Only in Port, but I think now Grover might be my favorite Sesame Street Muppet. I love Grover so much. <laughs> Yeah, and then at some point, my mom introduced me to Fraggle Rock, which I adored, um, mm-hmm. and I was obsessed with that for a while, and um, Booble was my favorite, and now it's Wembley, so, you know, things are changing with age, but I still have such a soft spot for Booble in my heart, and every other David Gull's character. <laughs> um, and an important note about my, my Fraggle Rock history is that once I had a fourth grade school on something that I liked and I chose Shagalock and for some reason I got severe anxiety about spelling Booble's name like I thought I would get in trouble for it for some reason so I censored myself and every time Booble was mentioned his name was Boomal with an M Boomal Fraggle my favorite of the cast Boomer Fraggle (laughs) Boomal Fraggle Boomal Boomer Framgle. Boomer Framel. Um, Boomer, fr- Boomer Framel is yeah, the character. I t- it took that... me a while for me to get. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, no, no, I'm interested now. I feel like he's who uh, Rob Paulson. I'm getting that name right. Right? I know I said it a lot. I know who he is. I feel like that's the name of the animated Boomer Framgle. You're right. He's Boomer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so true. <laughs> well, no, continue about uh, <clears throat> Boomer Frammel in fourth grade, please. Boomer Frammel. Yeah, that's the end of the story, I think. I, I, <laughs> I, I think I probably passed. It wasn't, like, controversial or anything. Boomer Frammel, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> then, um, how'd you get into Muppets then? And then, uh... Yeah, I was about to mention that. Uh, gee. Um, for a long time, I was scared of the Muppet Muppets. Kermit was the only one I knew. Gonzo scared me for some irrational reason when I was very small. And they scared me because they said things like, what the hey? And stupid? And occasionally hell. And that frightened me very, very much. I stayed far, far away from that (laughs) devil's content. That was a good Christian boy. In that... American South. Um, and then I watched, this is really like stereotypical as a Muppet fan, but I watched the Muppet movie and everything changed, baby. Oh, um, I get that. And, yeah, I watched it with my dad and my mom, and now this happened. And that was probably around age, 
Uh, I don't even know. Somewhere between eight and ten. I think eight, mm. because I remember talking with my best friend about Muppets, Muppet Muppets, in a third grade in elementary school. Yeah. Like, um, wondering if they were gonna. I, I, I vividly remember being on a swing and talking about whether or not they were gonna make Muppet McDonald's Happy Meals toys for some reason. <laughs> like, that was on my mind as a third grader. Oh, and this is an important detail. Um, in third grade, for Halloween, my my Halloween costume was Gonzo the Great, and oh. I wore this absolutely absurd uh, Gonzo costume we got from eBay that was from like the eighties, and it had this massive Gonzo head thing. It's the ugliest. <laughs> Halloween costume I have ever seen, and also the hottest that I've ever worn, and I wore it all day. I need I a photo. That's important <laughs> detail. <laughs> <laughs> I hope my mom has one. I don't think so. I think we might still have the costume, and he's out there somewhere, but I don't. I'll send you a photo of um, what the costume looks like for reference, and it's horrible. He is the complete opposite of uh, Eye Central. They're both looking in two different places at the same time. <laughs> it's the most sky blues, floppy nose. <laughs> like, it's a mess. Oh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's my vivid oh. Muppet childhood memories. <laughs> and then, um, what made you start drawing such beautiful art pieces? I started drawing... Muppets, probably when I got into Muppets. Because um, I draw everything I like at any given moment in time. And um, I remember making paper dolls of the Muppets in third grade, which is not a very typical boy thing to do. So congrats, eight-year-old Richard, on that one. Um, <laughs> and I think I still have a couple of those somewhere in a drawer. Uh, shoved away and uh yeah i i just like drawing the muppets they have super fun character design and yeah for some reason i don't know why i picked gonzo as my favorite and i don't (laughs) know why i did that because he's the hardest muppet to draw um you draw him amazingly him and miss piggy i refrain from drawing piggy at all possible times i'm so sorry queen (laughs) but if (laughs) i have to force myself to draw piggy Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I draw Gonzo when I'm happy. I draw Gonzo when I'm confused. I, do- I draw Gonzo when I'm mad. And I draw Gonzo when I'm upset. And that's like the, the Gonzo emotional space. I love that. We'll go into one of my questions that just came off the top of my head. Um, at what point did you decide to start designing and drawing out puppet ideas? and getting into making puppets. Oh, gosh. So, I was about 12 when I first did it, and then I took a five-year break when I turned... Uh, actually, I think I stopped when I was 12 or 13, and then I took, like, a five-year break, and then I started doing it again, because the Muppets were cool to talk about again, I realized. That's there was cool. a stint in my life where, like, I didn't feel comfortable talking about the Muppets to people. Yeah, I didn't... 
I moved, and it was a big move. I didn't have any friends, and Aww. that's when I got online. But I didn't get into friendly online communities. They were like, it was like Muppet Central, Muppet Central forum, and oh. I was unfamiliar to it. So I was like thirteen, and all these people were like twenty, thirty something, and it was just not cool. Yeah. Um, and I didn't have any like young friends to talk to about Muppet, so it was just. I kind of phased out and then got into high school and then discovered Muppet Twitter was a thing, discovered Muppet Central Discord was a thing, and returned back to Muppet Dumb proudly. <laughs> so I started making puppets again in, I want to say, May? Maybe June, actually. It might be about building puppets in in May, and then I started actually building them in June. So I have something like nine puppets. Love your puppets. (laughs) I'm glad I put love into each and every one of them, except the ones I don't. Just kidding. (laughs) Um. (laughs) You know, you've got to have a butt monkey to project all your insecurities upon. (laughs) This is true. I'll eventually finish Boober. Someday. Mostly a joke. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, someday. I'll be so happy when you do. It'll be like going to heaven. Same. I want Boober so bad. Yeah. Don't we all want a Boober? Who doesn't want a little Boober? We all want a Boober. (laughs) We all want a Boober. We all want a Boober, but we get a Gobo. Put that on a t shirt. So true. Oh, so true. So our next question from Maria. Favorite canon ship and favorite ship I, Maria, created and bombard you two with on the nightly. <laughs> That's amazing. Um <laughs> favorite canon ship. How many Muppet wait, canon ship? Yeah. Or like head canon ship. Wait, what what was the question? Sorry. It says it says favorite canon ship. Okay, that's an interesting question because the Muppets have like <laughs> two canon ships. Um, I think. <laughs> like, let me think. There's Comet and Piggy. Um, I guess there was Bunsen and Beagle, but I I don't think that's really canon because Disney doesn't like that. Um, my favorite. And there's Janice and Floyd. Apple is yeah, Janice and Floyd. But you can also use other properties, too. It doesn't have to just be Muppets. Oh, right, right, right. But those... I feel like there's only so many real ships. Like, like sometimes characters have crushes that last for, like, an episode and then never appear again. Like, Wembley was in love with his character once and then never again. We never saw that yeah. Muppet again. It's a shame, because she was a girl boss. Um, but... <laughs> It's not meant to be. Um, I think there was a beautiful poetic sensibility in that Gonzo and Camilla was once my favorite Muppet ship, but now I've grown up and I realize that it's kind of a very strange ship and probably a little <laughs> bit toxic, unfortunately. Um, because Gonzo literally can't identify which chicken is Camilla, and he frequently true. confuses them. Like, it's a, it's a common Muppet joke. Mm-hmm. This is very true. And... I don't know. I don't know. It's just a very strange 
I like it in theory, and then I watched the Muppet Show and I start to raise questions again. I think, I think it's just in Gonzo's nature to hit on everything he can as an artist. Like I just think this is his. <laughs> and God. and then there's there's the scene in which he uh, checks out Big Bird. That's right. That's extremely uncomfortable. Big Bird yeah. is six. Yeah. Um, <laughs> good grief. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It also raises Camilla. questions about how, like, I want to know Gonzo's. Okay, this might be like a toxic statement, but I like I want to know Gonzo's grading criteria, like on attractiveness, because it seems because like, like it's like, oh, you're the biggest board I've ever seen, and this is the merit for attractiveness. Like, the bigger the board, the more attractive the board. Like, I. I have well, he he likes legs, <laughs> and this is and this doesn't appeal just. Yeah, he likes legs. We know this about Gonzo. And Big Bird has huge legs. That's true. Um, <laughs> have you? You probably have not seen Muppets Wizard of Oz, but have you seen Muppets Wizard of Oz? I saw it when it premiered, and I don't remember it. I'm going to tell you this as straight as possible. Oh, there was no. a scene in Muppets Wizard of Oz where this, like, witch woman succubus turns into a sexy giant chicken and turns Gonzo on. <laughs> oh, no! I am not remotely exaggerating. <laughs> that is exactly what happens. And it is the most <laughs> uncomfortable scene that I have ever viewed in Muppet, <laughs> Muppet history. It is awful. It is me want to lie down and cry. It <laughs> is. There's just, and it's like a test of Gonzo's faith to Camilla too, which makes it even worse because he's not very strong-willed. Um, it's also may I mention that the first thing Gonzo sees when he returns to like. The normal Muppet realm and sees Camilla again is, have you put on weight? Like, that's oh, his no. first response. Um, so, hashtag cancel Gonzo. <laughs> um, um, yeah, oh, no. I don't... I have... <laughs> Inside you, there are two wolves. I love Gonzo and cancel Gonzo are my two wolves. Um... <laughs> And we have an episode title. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> you can, you can. I hate, but I hate boasting people's Gonzo bubble because there are some people who think like Gonzo is truly just a beautiful little baby, and in some ways he is. But it also has to be acknowledged that Gonzo is an artist before he's a beautiful little child. And artists have many demons inside of them. Dave bases all of his characters on insecurities and faults that he has as a person. So literally every character yeah, yeah, is a yeah, fault. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You know, I don't want to delve too deeply into that. So I'm just going to say Gonzo's is the, you know, feeling like you don't fit in oddball and not touch anything <laughs> else with a 10-foot pole. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just going to just gonna throw a, a a free. It's the seventies, man. Into there, and there it is. 
did not catch it. There it is. It's the seventies, man. Um, <laughs> you can cut as much of that out as you want because uh, my brain goes places, and it probably shouldn't. I need a therapist or something. No, but then again, fine. what therapist would listen to me talking about how sexy, uh, which Muppet Wizard of Oz chicken traumatized me as a small child? <laughs> um, <laughs> I have to pay someone extra for that. <laughs> oh, that's so good. See, my only, my only childhood Muppet struggle was Waldo. Oh God, Waldo! Oh God, because my I grew up going to Disney because my family worked there, and that was my first ex- like exposure to the Muppets was Muppet Vision. Oh my God, I hated Waldo. Yeah. I think everybody hates Waldo. There's like two people yeah. I know on Muppet Twiddle that like Waldo and like claim him as their little baby son. And oh, it couldn't no. be me. I detest Waldo. <laughs> I respect him me. for what he is. A little, a little CGI test. A little test of uh, innovation and experimentation. And that's neat. But the character himself is kind of despicable. When I was a kid, my no. favorite Muppet was the Swedish chef. And I think a big reason for it was because of the end of Muppet Vision, in which he tries to take out Waldo with a cannon. Oh, God. So. Don't we all want to take out Waldo with a cannon? Cool. So true. Stomp that little abomination. <laughs> um, so, yes. <laughs> Who is your now favorite ship? Yeah. My now favorite ship. I don't even know, know if I answered the last question, but we sure did talk. Um, well, that, that is the first question. Oh, Who is geez. your favorite canon ship? Oh, oh, that is... Okay. Uh, good grief. I think... I don't think the Muppets have any healthy ships. Um, well, controversial it doesn't have to take. be the Muppet show. Yeah, that's true, that's true. But wait, how... But with... Can I just say Oni and Vol? Like, they're cute. Sometimes Oni a jo- Oni's a joke, but like, but they're not canon evil. Who's your favorite? What's your favorite canon Muppet ship? Off of the top of my head, I'm trying to think. <sighs> I really like Oscar and Grangetta. Oh, that's a cute. That's cute. Uh,. Random question, but do you have a preferred Grunjetta? Because there do are two Grunjettas. Mm. A, a, a preferred Grunjetta, because one is Brian Yule and the other is. Wait, I don't remember the puppeteer, and now I feel bad. Because I don't watch think... Grunjetta episodes. Like, I think I only know the OG Grunjetta. Yeah. I. Brian Yule is one of my lesser favorite. Uh, Muppet performance. I'm so sorry, Brian Yule, but I he, I just don't dig him. And uh, Brian, if you're a fan of the, the show. other performance, is better. Also, a woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and also, jeez, uh, uh, I'm blanking. Um, what's wrong with me? I know this puppeteer, but like, um, Telly's performance is so much better than Brian Yule. Um, I can't believe I'm forgetting uh, his name. Marty I literally Rock- made an appreciation post about him. Marty Robinson, that just completely slipped. And I know so many obscure facts about him too. Like so he was much. a little, he was a, 
Yeah, yeah, he's amazing. He's one of my favorites. Like, just completely forgot his name. I can't believe I did that. I'm so ashamed. <laughs> my favorite canon ship is none of them. I don't have a favorite canon ship. <laughs> the least toxic Muppet ship is one where a mad scientist abuses his intern physically. And that's, that's the least toxic Muppet ship. Um, <laughs> the, the least toxic Muppet ship is Boober and Laundry, which I ship. True! <laughs> canon, that's canon, the canon ship. Muppet ship, Boober and Laundry. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> that's the ship. It is. Next that is question. the ultimate Muppet ship. <laughs> I did a lot of wumbling. <laughs> Um, the second half is your favorite ship that I, Maria, created and bombard you two with on the nightly. Okay, right now it's Bobo and Deadly, and it might just forever be yeah. Bobo and Deadly, because this I feel like at one point I considered them for, for a millisecond, and then I never touched upon it again. I don't know, I don't know what I was thinking, because clearly they're the, they're the best ship. Like, it's mm-hmm. such a good ship. It makes so much sense to me. It just walks. Did you see? Um, did you see any of the the quote things that Maria made with Bobo and Dudley? Yes. Wait. Maybe. Um, there was one specifically was, I think that I told me. I think I was about to read that. Yeah. Yeah. Go um, ahead and read it if you if you can remember it. I'm trying, I'm trying to find it. Uncle Deadly, I actually have a black belt. Bobo, in what, karate? Uncle Deadly, yes. no, from Gucci. It fits! Oh, it's so good! It it's so good! I can't wait to draw it. I was, I, I got through six of the little scenarios, and then we started talking, and I haven't touched it again. Um, but yeah, the, the, it's so good. I can't wait to draw that one. I've drawn a little bit, of Bobo Deadly based on what Maria has written, and it's a quality ship. It walks. It, I, I just like to say, it, it would have worked ten times better than uh, what, what they were forcing in Muppets ABC with Sam and Janice, who have had no character interaction whatsoever. Like, when you think of Sam, Janice isn't even in the picture. Like, shipping, no. Jan- shipping Sam and Floyd makes more sense yeah. than shipping Sam and Janice. I did. I haven't watched ABC. I didn't even know that was a thing they were doing. You didn't. It was a thing. They, it's a B plot in multiple episodes. Sam has his unrequited crush on Janice, and it does not walk. It doesn't make sense. What a nightmare! Yeah, what a nightmare! What an absolute nightmare! <laughs> it's horrible. It's for heterosexual agenda. I <laughs> can't stand for it. So true. It's um, horrible. So, I'm gonna do a question now. Do you have any off-the-wall crack ships for any Muppets? Yes, I do! <gasps> Give it to me, what <laughs> is it? I'm saying that so loudly. But, <laughs> the newsman and Louis Kazagor. <laughs> Good, yes. <laughs> I've never interacted. But it makes sense to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that's, I think that's my one crack ship. I don't know if I have any other crack ships. Um, but it's, it's consistently 
the newsman and Louis Kazagel, the sports announcer, because they just make sense to me. And I think they should interact. They haven't for I some reason. That. But they would walk together. I love that so much. It's a it's a walk romance to be sure. Um <laughs> I'll crack ships. Let's see. Most of the like goofy ships I have are just insult character and happiness. Like that's the ship. Um Same. <laughs> same. Um Boobo and Laundry isn't a crack ship because it's canon. I don't know if this counts, but me and Maria both think there's something going on between Oscar and Maria on Sesame Street. I love that. Because, <laughs> like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I just remembered <laughs> another one. Yeah, wait, no, you go first. But mine is really good because it's another, it's absolutely on crack. It's a crackhead ship. <laughs> crack ship. No, there's just like this weird chemistry between the two of them. And whenever they would do like talks outside of the show, they would flirt nonstop and hint at it. It's, it's just, just a lot going on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, Mohia is hot. I don't blame Oscar or Carol Spinney. <laughs> um, <laughs> everybody knows this. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's true. It is true. Maria is very pretty. Maria is And so pretty. is Maria. So is the other Maria. True. <laughs> but I want to hear this crack ship. Okay. This is related to Bobo Deadly a little bit. I've talked to Maria about it, but no one else. So, in the Muppet Show, in the episode, I, I think, where Uncle Deadly is introduced? Wait, maybe not. I think it's the second episode he's in, though. Like, he has a speaking role in. He appeals in Vincent Trice's episode, along with all the spooky other creeps that would appear in Vincent Trice's episode. And he is introduced in a sketch as uh, Vincent Trice's beautiful assistant, and they have a lot of wonderful chemistry. And Vincent Trice was known to be bisexual. And I, I love hate that I'm saying this out loud, but my cragship is that. Uncle Deadly and Vincent Price were exes in the 70s. They dated in the 70s. They had I a love fling. This. That's my crack. I love Thank this you. so much. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah. So, th- yeah. I'm exposing myself as absolutely insane. Um, <laughs> at least I'm not getting canceled. But, you know, <laughs> these are Wait. the sort of things I can't post on Twitter. Who else, you know, Wait. like Matt Dano will see it and I'll get <laughs> banished to the Shadow Realm. <laughs> You'll be banished to Tampa, Florida. I'll be banished to Tampa, Florida. That's worse <laughs> than the Shadow Realm. <laughs> exactly. Oh. <laughs> Remember when they confirmed that Beaker and Pepe dated? I think that's a miscommunication, but it is hilarious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is it? um, it's a hilarious concept. Um, good grief. You know, the only slight thing these characters have in common is that their mouths do a little flappy thing. Like, they're not like chick chick. They're like, uh, mm-hmm. They're not horizontal, they're vertical. That's the only thing these characters have in common. Um, 
so I couldn't ship it. Also, I've seen a lot of weird ship out for them in in the past, oh, so that's no. also a reason why I, I don't feel comfortable doing it. Yeah, oh, no. that's not here or there. Um, yeah, I think I would find it more amusing if it wasn't for that, unfortunately. I, yeah, so the, the thing was that uh, they were... Yeah, they were promoting a, a battle of the exes, and yeah. Comet and Piggy were leading, and like Comet's right hand man, Pepe, I think. Wait, was it Beak or Pepe? Yeah, I don't know, but it was Pepe. like they and both had Piggy had Beaker. They both had little backups. Yeah, and it looks like it's a battle of the exes as all four of them, but I think it's just a battle <laughs> of exes as Comet and Piggy, and you know Beak and Pepe are there too, but. I'd like to believe it's all four because it's so fucking wild. Yeah. I <laughs> can't blame people. Pepe. Pepe the King Tron may be an absolute scuzzball, but he does have undeniable sexual appeal. <laughs> <laughs> so, so much in such a small, tiny person. That's true. That's true. <laughs> such a small, tiny Pepe isn't a himbo. What a guy. But Pepe gives off himbo vibes. I feel like himbo isn't actually just a male bimbo. There's a lot different about a himbo than a bimbo than a male bimbo. Mm -hmm. Pepe is a male bimbo. Like, he doesn't have good intention. I don't think most bimbos do either, either, to be completely honest. Uh, Muppet himbos include... I don't know if I can call... I used to call Link Hogthrob a himbo, but this was admittedly mostly a tactic to get people more attached to Link Hogthrob because I like him as a character. He's just a <laughs> weird and goofy guy, and I kind of love he's to hate weird. him, I guess. And he's just a strange guy. I might end up calling New Zealand a himbo if it means... <laughs> Who? What are you doing? I might end up calling New Zealand a himbo if it means people will like New Zealand. Um... <laughs> I'll do what I have to do. <laughs> um, who's next? Droop? Thog? You know, he's at the table. Alright, well, I'm gonna get the next question. If you could have dinner with three Muppets, one from The Muppet Show, one from Sesame Street, and one from Fraggle Rock, who would they be and why? That is such a great question. Uh, did Was that Maria's or yours? That was Maria's. It's a great question, Maria. I don't know where you are, but if you're listening, that was a great question. Thank you. Um, <laughs> gee, I think I have like my my first instinct is Gonzo, 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 and I'm trying to like reevaluate if I want that because it's in my nature what about to re- Lou? reevaluate things. But I think it's Gonzo. <laughs> That's true. Having a dinner with Lou would be quite pleasant, but I think if I listen to his voice too long, I won't be able to take him seriously. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I I love Lou Zealand, though. Good grief. Um, I'd love to have a dinner with Dr. T. That sounds amazing. That would be a great one. Actually, if it's like just a chill night, together or just eating out and talking yeah. i think i pick ralph that's my final answer that would be a good jim one. henson ralph yeah i like bill Ralph. um and is next sesame street or fraggle yeah either one 
it doesn't matter. But okay, <laughs> for um, Shaggle Rock, I pick. Uh, do you think the trash heap would be able to go out for dinner? <laughs> and would you take Milo and Gunge? Um, <laughs> you could put Marjorie in a wheelbarrow. That's true. That's an amazing. Yeah, I'd love to have lunch with that queen. Brunch with Honestly. Marjorie. That sounds amazing. Um, I I feel like I don't know. I feel like either if I picked any of the Fraggle Five, they either wouldn't be able to focus on me. They'd be playing with their food, or they like be off in a different mode. I don't think they could hold their attention on me for more than, like, maybe five seconds tops. <laughs> um, Gobo would start mansplaining to me something about <laughs> no. Uncle Matt and exploring in the uh, silly people realm. <laughs> so true. Red would probably start, like, an army campaign in the middle of the restaurant we were at. Like, a call to, all- a call to action for some apparent reason. Um, I think Moki would forget that I'm in the room. Like, Moki would just forget that I'm talking to her. Like, I would talk to her and she wouldn't respond. Um, uh, I know that Wembley would play with his food, um, and not focus on me. And I think Booble would make me not hungry. Like, I'd talk to Booble for five minutes and I'd be like, you know, what's the point of eating? Do I really need to eat? Maybe I'll just go home and sleep. <laughs> I'd like to think if Boober was the one invited, he would make the food and then you couldn't eat the food because it wouldn't be that great. That's true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you might get very indignant about having to consume somebody else's cooking. As someone who can't cook, I understand when people don't want to eat the food. That's true. Well, you're more, you're more generally humble. I, I guess Booba is kind of a humble fraggle, but he has a sort of pride in himself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and for Sesame Street, gee, um, I'm, I'm trying to think. Um, my, my first. You know, I'm gonna pick maybe Forgetful Jones because I could. Yeah. <laughs> I love that option. You you continue, and I'll I'll explain why. I'll okay. explain why later. Um, my first thought when I read that question was Oscar solely because of the scene in Follow That Bird where they go to that uh, Grouch Diner. Yeah. Hi. Were we supposed Hello? to be recording? Hello. Hi. Hi. Welcome to the club. Hi, I just popped in for a second. Welcome. Hi. How's the episode going? It's our going? second guest nice to see the you. show. It's nice to see you. Hi, Richard. It's going really well. Brad's doing a great job. And oh, your yeah. questions are really nice. Uh, um. I'm glad you like them. I'm, I'm sorry <laughs> my, my throat's fucked up. It's okay. I hope you get well soon. Me too, because I have a tough pigs thing to do Friday, and <laughs> I am worried. Oh god! Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm sure you do great, but I'm sorry. Uh thank you so much. Well, I just want to pop in and say hi, hi, Sprout. Yeah, it's hi. nice to see you. 
It was so nice to see you. Okay. Have fun with the rest of the episode, guys. (laughs) Thank you. Take care of yourself, please. I will. I will. Bye. (laughs) Well, that was nice. That was nice. Yeah. (laughs) I hope we can keep at least part of that in because it was really nice. Lovely. (laughs) See. Very (laughs) popping. Um. Yeah, wait, you'd pick Oscar for what? And follow that bird? Because of the scene in Follow That Bird where they're at the Grouch Diner and there's just lettuce being thrown. Yeah. (laughs) That was amazing. I remember that. I think Follow That Bird might be my favorite of the movie. It's so good. It's so good. It's it's a perfect movie. Wait, wait, you mean your favorite Muppet movie isn't the canceled Fraggle Rock film? Starring Q-Tip Man? Oh, God, shut up. Shut up, <laughs> Q-Tip Man. I hate that guy. <laughs> yeah. God. <sighs> you know what's funny? As a kid, I used to confuse him with Neil Patrick Harris all the time. Like, I'd switch <laughs> them up in my brain constantly, and I don't know why. They're very different people. Um, anyhow. Yeah, no, I want to go to the Grouch Dino so bad. I, um, <laughs> maybe the reason I love New Zealand is once as a kid, we went to this, um, Pike Place Market. I used to live mm-hmm. near Seattle. Um, and they would actually throw fish, and it was amazing. Like, that's fun. You'd see them, like, saw, like, feet from you. It was ridiculous. And awesome. That's why. So I respect fishmongers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know it was crazy. Um, anyhow, I'd pick Forgetful Jones to eat a nice dinner or lunch with because um, I have a I have a very bad memory, and I tend to repeat things that I've already said in conversation, and sometimes it gets on people's nerves. Um, oh. Unless they're like me and also have a bad memory. And that's why I pick Forgetful Jones, because I can tell him a joke, and he'll love it. And then I'll tell him the same joke five minutes later, and he'll love it even more than the first time, because <laughs> I've already practiced on him. So, <laughs> <laughs> And then the rest of the table party is just going to be like, really? Yeah, yeah. No, I hope there's no other table party. <laughs> Oh God! I have a new, I have a new amazing. Um, it's not a crack ship, but it's a crack friendship. <laughs> um, Fozzie and Fozzie and uh, Forgetful Jones should be friends. Fozzie gets a try. All of his terrible, horrible jokes. Forgetful Jones and Forgetful Jones them. will love all of them. <laughs> <laughs> and oh. you know, I think Fozzie has. Multiple times been a little cowboy, so it would be great. <laughs> well, I will bring up my next question. Um, yeah. <laughs> do you have any guests on The Muppet Show, living or dead? Who would it be? Um, the plural Beatles. Um, because <laughs> while I was outside of The Muppet fandom i was in the classic rock fandom for a little bit which helped me fall to appreciate the muppet show because jim henson loved music um Mm -hmm. and 
I would be able to introduce so many of my classic rock friends to the Muppets through a Beatles episode of the Muppet Show. I just, it would be amazing. It would, I feel like it would be so many people's uh, favorite Muppet Show episode. And it would bring the Beatles back together, which would be yeah. just like historic for the Beatles. So like, you right. know, you have that for them. It was going to happen. I know, I know. They were trying to get it to happen viciously, but the thing was, um, Jim wanted multiple Beatles and not just one Beatle. Uh, I've talked about this with, I think, Abby B before, and um, I think we like, discussed that the ideal would be like Paul McCartney on The Muppet Show, John Lennon on Sesame Street, and George Harrison on Fraggle Rock. <laughs> um, I love this. Yeah. Uh, it just occurred to me, uh, again, I have a bad memory, so I actually don't know how expansive your Beatles knowledge is. You, I know you like them because you covered Michelle when I asked, like, I... it was already one of your, my like songs, but. My first hyperfixation as a kid was the Yellow Submarine movie. So I was pretty obsessed That's an amazing with as a kid. Most hyperfixation. <laughs> Yeah. That's great. That's <laughs> Anyhow, yeah. The the plural guest stars would probably be the Beatles, but I I'd settle for one of them. I think I want to say I think maybe Ringo Starr would walk the best with the Beatles, but I'm not yeah. sure. Second Paul McCartney. Can we talk about Ringo's Twitter? <laughs> oh god, I love Ringo's Twitter. <laughs> He's so funny. There are so many little things to love about Ringo's Twitter. I just... I thought it was hilarious when his Peace and Love video circled. That video was like an inside joke with me (laughs) and my dad for years. So for it to come back was... That's amazing. That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Peace and love. Peace and love. Love. I'm warning you with peace and love. One of my favorite, more recent Ringo Starr things, Ringo Starr posted, Happy birthday to my good friend John Lennon. On John Lennon's birth date, but he was a month early. And it <laughs> oh, took him no! like a day to realize his mistake. And all he, all he did was he deleted the tweet and he posted, Oops! And he still has the oops up and <laughs> multiple like it's it's amazing it's a, i've seen it in multiple beatles fans layouts on twitter like just oops by Ringo I love that. 20 000 likes that's <laughs> so funny like paul mccartney and ringo style both have social media accounts but paul mccartney's is clearly not ran by paul mccartney and ringo Starr's mm-hmm. is clearly ran by ringo style um, so true. This just <laughs> entertains me a great deal. <laughs> One other side thing that I wanted to ask you about because it blew my mind. Um, you know yeah, how? Yeah, yeah. You know how John signed the papers to end the Beatles at the Polynesian Resort at Disney. I don't think I knew that. Oh well, that's where he at signed Disney? the papers. Yeah, at the Polynesian yeah, Resort. Thank you. The room that he did it in yeah. just got turned into a Moana suite. 
Oh my god. You're kidding me. I don't know how to feel about that. It's weird. So weird. That's so bizarre. It's so funny. That's something else. (laughs) Oh man. What a nightmare. Oh my gosh. They better have I I I want them to have like a little table and chair fenced off and there's like a tiny little table sign on the table that says this is where John Lennon broke up the Beatles <laughs> amid all this like <laughs> Moana themed decoration <laughs> just right there smack dab in the middle of this resort <laughs> oh the, the fenced off part you, has just like Moana characters all over it <laughs> exactly little stickles little cardboard cutouts don't want to ruin the illusion <laughs> right. The Disney magic. Oh man. Oh <laughs> boy. Nightmare. Uh-huh. Truly. Um, <laughs> all right. I got I got the next question for you. Yeah. You're this yeah. is a this is yeah. a big question. Suck it to me. Why do you think marginalized communities such as the disabled and LGBT plus communities flock towards the Muppets? This is a big question, Maria. <laughs> that is a big question. It takes me so long to think about what my favorite Muppet canon ship is. <laughs> I'm 18. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> That's I'm having another, like, basically white male moment. I don't feel like I'm... I for one see myself in like the weird rejects and outcasts and just not really feeling like you belong with anybody but that group of wonderful people who like see you as you are and love you for yourself and not in spite of yourself is just kind of wonderful like when you're in a group and like you feel like you're in a family it's like the best experience that I've ever had personally, and I don't, I don't know. It just makes me, it just makes you feel special, and I, yeah. I don't know. If that's like a hokey response, but that's like speaking to, no. for me personally. That's that's. Um, have you seen Muppet Guys talking? I need to. In in the special, I think, I think Jerry Nelson put it best. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that part. That's amazing. Yeah. That that whole clip of just like so beautiful. it's a place where people don't belong, feel like they belong because yeah. the Muppets themselves are a bunch of bears and dogs and chickens. It just works. Yeah. That was a heavy question. <laughs> that was a heavy question. Damn. Do you, do you, do you know how the Rizzo, I killed Rizzo thing started? It's because of the 27 no. Club. Um, oh, no. Yeah, Issa was talking about the Muppet Age headcanons for the sitcom thing, and they said Rizzo specifically was 27. And I'm like, uh, I hope that doesn't mean Rizzo was part of the 27 Club. Uh, rest in peace, Rizzo, our boy. And then other people joined the conversation and was like, what? Rizzo is dead? And <laughs> it got really convoluted, and eventually, like, in a panic, I said, holy shit, I killed Rizzo! And that became its own thing. And then, instead of, like, being 
afraid of it and like like holy shit i killed rizzo i went to holy shit i killed rizzo fuck that little bitch and then i did a complete 180 from grief having absolutely no remorse whatsoever and that's why i tweeted that rats don't go to heaven and matt dano commented on that um specifically (laughs) that was my entire night so funny. Right. Um, <laughs> oh my I, god. Yeah, I think that's my Muppet Street Pete. <laughs> All right. Time for a lighthearted, easy question. What kind of Muppet do you think you would be? And e- examples are whatnots, fraggles, mm. honkers, etc. I think I've. I feel very connected to Don Music. I feel like I'd be a sort of Don Music sort of Muppet. And I feel like I'd be a very one-note character. Like I would, like I would have a shtick similar to like Don, note, uh, Don Music or Forgetful Jones. <laughs> then I'm like, I keep on doing this one dumb thing and get mad at myself for doing it and then continue to do it. Like, <laughs> that's my life in a nutshell. I hope it's <laughs> um, not as painful as Don Music. I don't, I don't think so. I don't really have like any <laughs> any any like ticks or anything that would cause me to cause harm. I don't I don't slam my head on a piano, which is why Don Music was um hashtag cancelled from Sesame Street. Yep. Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, I feel like my performer would be. I don't know what my performer I would I would have I I I, I want to say maybe Richard Hunt. Um, <laughs> it would be an honor to be a, a Sesame character performed by Dave Gulls because he's done like yeah. three Sesame characters in the whole span of Sesame Street. Um, I don't. I think I'd be a fat blue. <laughs> I think I have the, like the face shape of a fat blue. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I, I yeah. I'd be a fat blue gimmick character played by Richard Hunt. I don't know what my gimmick would be, but I know that I would have one and I would appear on Sesame Street. I know for me, I would specifically be the green honker and follow that bird. Oh my God, you are. I see it. That's me as a puppet. That's you. That's you. So I I wouldn't need any voice. I just hit my nose a bunch. Honk, honk. It's true. That's the <laughs> life. That's the life. Um, that's what I, I think my next puppet build is going to be. That honker. I really want to make that honker. Yes, please. <laughs> you should. It's such a cute honker. It's such mm-hmm. a good little honk. <laughs> Honkers are so very good. They are. And I wish there was more uses for them. <laughs> Yeah, they they deserve so much more than they're given. Like I, when it comes to like pure Muppet beings, I feel like Fraggles are cute and all, but they have kind of like a a slight manic edge to them. Like I do, mm-hmm. I do believe Fraggles can commit sin, but I don't yeah. believe Honkles can do any wrong. Like no, Honkles don't suffer from hubris or, or other worldly <laughs> problems like that. Hongos aren't tempted by lust or the material possessions <laughs> of this um, world. So true. <laughs> they don't covet other Hongos' possessions. 
Yeah, Hanko's all the ideal. I posted a video a while ago that I just love to death. It's it's Big Bird, and he has a telephone line you could call to ask questions about words or reading. And there's these two honkers just annoying the hell out of him while he's trying to talk on the phone. And it starts with them just honking their nose, and then they start they start banging their nose on the table, and then one of them starts doing it against Big Bird and everything. Oh, I love that video. <laughs> They're adorable. <laughs> I love that. You're going to send that to me. Gosh. I will. It's so That's cute. amazing. That brings me so much happiness. Just, just having it described to me. Honkers are the best. Honkers are the best. We have one more question from Maria. Oh boy. <laughs> what character do you think is gay, gay, homosexual, gay without a shadow of a doubt? Guy <laughs> uh, <laughs> Smiley and also Don Music. <laughs> yes. Here's another one correct. of my Muppet headcanon. They're brothers and they're different types of gay. And um, right. the Needle Smiley. Guy Smiley's name canonically is not his both name. Mm-hmm. And I it's figure Nina would be Don Music's. I figure that they were raised together, they're brothers, but they have such incredible differences. Guy Smiley is all about performance. Don Music is mm-hmm. all about the art, right? So mm-hmm. Don Music is constantly pissed at Guy Smiley. Guy Smiley is constantly fed up with Don Music. Guy Smiley was a prep in high school. He was like a preppy gay guy. And Don mm-hmm. Music was an emo. Don Music was an email in uh, Muppet High School. (laughs) And they separated. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's my headcanon for Guy Smiley and Don Music. I know they're both incredibly gay. So when are you going to write this fan fiction so I can read it? (laughs) I don't know. I should. I have so many many ideas. And none of them are good. That's a great idea. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. Oh, and yeah. I, I feel like that's one of my, my, my gay, gay, homosexual, homosexual, gay. Definitely. I feel that about so many Sesame Street characters, it's not even funny. Yeah, yeah you're right, you're right, you're right. Like, Grover? You're right. That's a chaotic pansexual. You're right. You're right, you're not <laughs> wrong. I don't know if that's a harmful stereotype, but you're not wrong. The Count's by. The Count's definitely by. The Count's by. The Count's by. And then Bertinoni, <laughs> of course. Yeah, Bertinoni, Bertinoni. There's no explaining that needs to be had here. Um, as, as Follow That Bird said, we have all types here. Cows. Yeah, cats, yeah. Bertinoni. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it's an upside down world after all. What you said. <laughs> and... For my final question, in honor of the great Frank Oz, what's your favorite kind of beans? Oh, God. Um, jelly beans. But there's, there's a stipulation. It has to be a specifically one flavor throughout sort of bean, or at least very like similar <laughs> flavors. Don't hit me with that crap where you put coffee raspberry and black licorice in the same bag (laughs) whoever thought of that and proceeded to do it deserves to be hung like 
we should bring the guillotine back for some people. I think. It was J.K. Um, Rowling who thought of it, so <laughs> blame her. No, no, no. That's 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 older. That's older than J.K. Rowling. J.K. Rowling invented the the magical bean aspect. Well, this bean tastes like what it feels to lose your ex-wife, and this bean tastes like a sock. <laughs> and you know, that's hell for a different reason. But there's somebody in the, like, 1920s specifically who decided, yeah, we should have coffee and black licorice and make them flavored <laughs> jelly beans and put them in a bag with actually good flavors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, jelly beans. <laughs> what about with the every flavor beans? Where they have, like, flavor combinations? Like, if you eat popcorn with blueberry, it tastes like a blueberry muffin. I've never tried that. Wait, do, yeah, do people like recreationally do that, or is it a thing that they market? I don't think that's their marketing. I've had experiences with that that have led me to doing only one bean at a time because that's how you get coffee and like <laughs> coffee and blue raspberry together, and that's not pleasant. <laughs> what a nightmare! Like I don't, I don't know why I don't know why they put like coffee ones in the same one as you have all these really fruity. Flavors like it feels. If you want to have coffee jelly beans, just buy a bag of coffee jelly beans. Like, I don't know how many people are asking for that, and that's why I eat them one pain, one bean at a time, painstakingly as possible. That's interesting. I like. I met um, one of the times I went to Disney. We went into. Oh, I can never remember the name of the store, but it's on Main Street where they sell all the art collectibles. And they had a guy there signing it. He is the guy that does all of the artwork for the ads that Disney has, like on their billboards and everything like that. And um, holy shit! Yeah, he he was talking about how he got the job because me and my friend were in school for animation at the time. And yeah, he was like, awesome. yeah. Uh, he started off as a caricature artist at Six Flags, transferred and did it at Disney, oh, wow. and worked his way up to his current job. And he never went to for it at all. Yeah, that's fucking insane, right? Um, the map that was out at the time. He he did the art of Beast on it, so I had him sign my map, and I have that somewhere. But it's very cool. Ooh, that's cool. Did I ever tell you that I met Shag? Do you know who that is? Shag? <laughs> I met Shag, Shag with a G. He does um all of the have you seen like the Disney prints that are the very retro looking, like flat colored fifties S. I'm going to send you a picture that he's done. <laughs> you would yeah, like his work a lot. This. I don't know what you would. You would love Shag a lot. I met him at D23, and he was very lovely, and I embarrassed myself ridiculously. Oh, I get that. Actually, I, I guess I don't get that, because I haven't really met famous people. I'll send you... I'll send you one of his Tiki Room prints because those are my favorite. And it might just be because Tiki Room's my yeah, favorite attraction. I'm a little biased. 
Did you work in Tiki Room? No, I only worked Flight of Passage. I've just always really loved Tiki Room. <laughs> yeah, if you worked Tiki Room, it might not be your favorite anymore. I've got a friend who worked yeah. Tiki Room. Oh, no. And, like... <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it's just, like, that song on repeat. Tiki, 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 tiki Room. My mom worked Small World for a year straight and has the, like, she can't go anywhere near it. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Um. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm very, very glad that I worked Flight. Um, I originally wanted to work at Epcot because Epcot's my favorite of the four parks. But um, I feel like I would have been burnt out yeah. if I did. And Flight, since it was it's one of the like, heavily themed areas, so it's not supposed to be in Animal Kingdom. You're on a move. There wasn't so much Disney Mickey Mouse being crammed down your throat there, which was very, very nice. Yeah. I feel like I would, I would, I would enjoy walking in the Magic Kingdom the most. And also, I feel like if I could sing, I would love being a Dapple Dan. But... That would be a fun job. How did we? Oh, yeah. I was telling you about when I met Shag. <laughs> and I embarrassed Yeah, myself. Shag. I was like, how did I get onto this? Yeah. You should look at Shag's art. <laughs> yeah. I will. Is he just Shag? What? Mm-hmm. Like, what's his name? His name is Josh Agle. And he put the last two letters of his first name and the first two letters of his last name and made Shag. So that's his artist name. Yeah. That's incredible. I kind yeah. of love that. All of his original pieces are hand-painted on wood, and it's really cool. <laughs> That's badass. Yeah. I need to do more traditional art, like like painting and shit, because I've done so much digital, but it's, it doesn't feel worth anything. It feels like an NFT. It feels like all of my art is an NFT. I'm so bad at painting. <laughs> Yeah, I was pretty alright with watercolor, but mostly just characters for a while. I've never really done, like, any actual valuable art, like, uh, landscapes or, like, people. Like I just want to say that the like art I'm that you make now is very valuable and I love Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> like... As an as a, as an artist with pretty weird and severe hyperfixations, uh, I I just feel like it's so niche. <laughs> like, if he's talked about like, my I've talked to if he like they've shown on the Twitter page like a week's work of art, and that's like a that's like a whole artist lifetime portfolio. Yes, it is. And insane. I'm like, holy shit. You do realize you have the portfolio like a year, several years in one week, right? And they're <laughs> like, true. he's like, a portfolio, a portfolio that I can't show anyone because it's <laughs> fucking bought and owning a couple of them. And I'm like, holy shit, you're damn right. And I'm like, I'm looking back and I'm like, holy shit. If all I draw is this super niche shit, then, like, who the fuck am I, like, gonna, gonna show this to and get a, like, job for? Like, so I it's have possible. to branch out. I mean, when I first was looking into going to SCAD, right. which I ended up never doing, 
I I had them do a portfolio critique and they said I had a very strong portfolio and it was basically all fan art. So Yeah, but I think pushing myself to make original shit is why I started making puppets again. Mm-hmm. Because like like they might be kinda similar to like pre existing like Muppet characters, but they're inherently different because I keep fucking up and they don't look like what like what I originally planned for them to look like. So they become new things on that merit. Um I feel that. I feel that. Yeah. And that's how I, I, I create original characters. I, I, um, we've gotta get back to the podcast eventually, okay. but I'm fun. <laughs> We answered all of the questions that were had. The last question was the bean question. Yeah. I don't even know what this question is. Yeah. Jelly beans. It feels like that was like 20 minutes ago now, and I don't even know where to go from there. I just realized I never went over Muppet News. (laughs) Holy shit, you're right. I just got so excited. What Muppet News is now? Yeah. Um, I killed Rizzle the Rat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely Muppet news. You killed Rizzo the rat. Tough pigs turn yeah. twenty. That's right, and they're getting a special little mural that's gonna come out eventually this week, probably. They're getting their website redesigned, and uh, again about the mural, I, I may or may not have out inside the mural. That's exciting. I'm, I'm so excited to see the full thing. Abby had her 15-year anniversary of her first appearance on Sesame Street. Abby Cadabby. At first I thought you were talking about all, like, <laughs> Abby. And I was like, that's, that's why I specified at the end. I was like, wait a second. <laughs> um, yeah. Abby 15 Kadabi. years. <laughs> it doesn't feel like 15 that 15 years. They still feel like a new character in the same way that like people aren't used to Matt Vogel and he's been Comet for four years. Yeah. Comet uh Matt Vogel has been performing Comet longer than um my high school career <laughs> now. So like a high school career in general. I love that. <laughs> yeah, that's something else. And yet um... he's still new. This is how yeah. This is a fast Muppet Muppet News travels that like <laughs> on the relatively but, scale it was ye- on, the, on the relatively scale it was yesterday. <laughs> he also hasn't had a lot of chances to play Kermit though, is the other thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh we got a we got a handful. We got Rainbow Connection twice in a row. Um and Three times, if you include the Fourth of July. Yeah, the Fourth of July is. Uh, what am I saying? The Fourth of July appearance was so funny because um, the tempo was sped up, and you can mm-hmm. tell like it's sped up like two times. So it's like it's weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. His his performance of it's like. Do you know what Nightcore is, bro? <laughs> Do I know what Nightcore is? I've been on the internet forever. Of course I know what Nightcore is. Nightcore <laughs> forms Nightcore Rainbow Connection. <laughs> I love it. 
Oh, that reminds me. The the Brian Henson Twitter account. That's not actually Brian Henson. Posted uh, something yeah. about Fraggle Rock Nightcore. And I got curious. And it does exist on the internet. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. It's a... I got something. to listen to this now. <laughs> it's something wow. else. That is something. I'm pretty sure there's a nightcore edit of every single Beatles song that exists. Oh, there <laughs> has to be. There has to be. There has to be. I, I know for a fact that Maxwell's Cyril Hammer was one of them. I've listened to it before, <laughs> and it's actual hell. It's what hell sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> Next piece of Muppet news. <laughs> Moving right along. The next piece of news is Diamond Select Toys is making Electric Mayhem for a Series 3 line of toys. Yeah! I thought they already did. And they did. look so good. Yeah, they look great. I feel like they already like made them, but I feel like they might be putting out Zoo and Dr. Teeth specifically. Like, they're putting out new packages. I- yeah, I think so. I because uh, they have all of them pictured, and it's a series three. Yeah, but it, I'm pretty sure some of them already exist. Yeah, it already came out. The whole Electric Mayhem kit came out a while ago, but it was like 100 something, probably like mm-hmm. nearing 200 dollars, and they all come in this yeah. massive box. Um, mm-hmm. All the characters. I know that they're gonna be releasing um, Sam and Rizzo eventually. They were canceled for oh, a little yeah, bit, and now they're not I canceled. Those pictures. Cool. Yeah, yeah, they're actually coming out now, which is awesome. And I'm, I'm crossing my fingers for more of them, but I don't think more of them are going to come out. But um, it's okay, because like you've got the whole like main Muppet cast. So Yeah. The, the only one I really, really want to own, honestly, is the Jim Henson puppet. Yeah, that Palisades. Yeah, that's Palisades. I came out back in the early 2000s, I think. Mm-hmm. The one that's very expensive now. <laughs> yeah. Holy cow. I can't believe you could buy them back in like the early 2000s for like $10, $15 a pop. Right. Somehow. Yeah. It's wild. And now... Yeah, I need to get me some Diamond Select figures before they, like, eventually skyrocket like that. Right. Um, Same. The ones that I really want are Gonzo, because he's Gonzo. (laughs) And I have a bit of a Gonzo shelf collection. I have the Gonzo Palisades figure. I have this small Gonzo figure. And I have a a custom Gonzo Lego figure that I made myself. (laughs) (laughs) I love that little Lego guy. Yeah, have you seen him? Yeah, he's a little dude. I love that. I really just want them to make a Lego set. Um, make a Muppet Lego set, please. I'm begging. Yeah, they, they should. Come on, we got Sesame Street. We need, we need Muppets. We need Muppets think, so bad. I think a really cool set outside of like just the regular OG Muppet show stage would be um, the scene in the 2011 movie for Rainbow Connection. Oh, that would, that would be, be very, so awesome. It would look so very pretty. pretty. Yeah. Such a nice Lego. That would be so much fun to build, too. Call me, Lego. Call, call, call. 
Do it now. Do it now. I'm waiting. Maybe I'll draw out some Lego Muppets and compel them. Um, I'll do it. Um, what was I going to say? Um, moment. I hope they put out the Sesame Street Lego figures in mini bags because... I'm not buying a $200 Lego set for Sesame Street. I'm sorry, but I'm not going to do it. Um, Me looking at that set <laughs> on my shelf right now. <laughs> oh, you have it? Oh my god. I have it. You have Lego Big Mode. I'm so sorry for saying that in advance. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. I get it. <laughs> in, in hindsight. But that's amazing. I wish I was as powerful as you. You're an inspiration, bro. <laughs> One of the funniest things in this set is mm-hmm. the fact that the the living area above Hooper's is canonically Cookie yeah. Monster's place. However, it is not specified to be Cookie Monster's place. In fact, there is a giant picture of the Count on the wall of that room, and yet the Count is nowhere within the set. <laughs> oh yeah, that's the original... I don't know if you know this, but the original uh, pitch for the set had more minifigures, mm-hmm. and they compromised by making all the ones they didn't turn into figures into paintings. They're stuck in the walls of Sesame Street, of the Sesame Street apartments. Their souls are trapped in the bricks. It's Muppet canon. <laughs> the other funny thing is, um, Bert <laughs> and Ernie are on the, the second floor of 123 instead of in the basement. If you look mm-hmm. in the windows of the basement, there's just like cobwebs and a big spider. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's very weirdly specific for, right? for Lego Sesame Street. So strange. Yeah. I hope we get more Lego Sesame Street figures along with mm-hmm. like little blind bags. So. Yeah. Because Grover isn't a Lego. Is Grover? Grover is not. The only ones that came with the set are Cookie. Elmo, Big World, and Orny and Bolt, right? Oh, wait, and Oscar and Slimy. Yep, that's it. I don't even know if Oscar really counts as a minifigure. He's like an accessory, but he's a character, so. Yeah. Um, he counts enough. I would love for a blind bag Grover to come with an alternate, like, Please. helmet Please. to be Super Grover. <gasps> Super Grover! Cape. Right, right. That'd be amazing. Um, yeah. I need blind it, bags Grover. I need blind bag uh, Count. I need the Count. I need That'd him so, so bad. I, I need little little Lego Count with a little Lego cape, please. And Abby. What? No Abby? And Abby and Zoe. Abby and Zoe. Yeah. Perry Don, please. Give me Telly. Perry Don and the little. Telly! Give us Telly. <laughs> little Lego triangles. Is it too much to ask for Lego Telly? This is all I want, please. Lego, I'm begging. Yeah. Gee. And with, with Muppet Legos, I feel like they have a Disney Lego. Lego run. They should just make a little Lego Comet blind bag with a little banjo and put them in with all those cartoons. If we can have Scrooge McDuck, Huey, Dewey, and Louie, if you can have Huey, Dewey, and Louie, then why not devote a spot for at least one Muppet? It's at true. least one. You know, I would even accept being screwed again as a Muppet fan if I only had 
Comet, Fozzie, and Piggy, which is like what always happens. Mm-hmm. There's maybe Animal, and then like Gonzo is always the fourth or the fifth, usually. Like Sadly. he gets shoved a little bit. Animal is like Animal is so loud that he makes it um, usually to March. And then, you know, Miss Piggy is iconic, and Fozzie is just the second Muppet. And so that's how it goes. And Gonzo gets screwed. Um, every day we inch closer to the Fraggle Rock uh, revival reboot, yes. whatever the word is for the new show. Yes. And there have been talks. Apparently, it has been discussed that Fraggle Rock mm-hmm. may get action figures from the Diamond Select line. And I this is all that I want because. <laughs> First of all, first of all, um, it would be the first fraction, Fraggle Rock action figures ever, and that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, we need them. We need them, please. Goblin and little guitar, little cave mini sets, <laughs> little radishes, little plastic radishes. Little doozers. It makes me happy just thinking about it. <laughs> little doozles! Little doozles! <laughs> little doozles. And the oh, thought that they could even be in scale... With the Muppet figures is awesome. Like if they were, it, I need it. I need it. If they do come out, I'm just gonna buy nothing yeah. but boobers and have an army. Oh my <laughs> god! Army. This is such a strong visual image. It's <laughs> <laughs> gonna be a a booble. There's gonna be a booble drought, and it's gonna all be because of one individual person, and that person is gonna be, be drought. I'm gonna buy them all. Gonna be you. You're gonna buy them all. <laughs> You're gonna make so many children unhappy. And I'm gonna be one Good. of them. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Good. <laughs> evil, evil sprout era. I'm gonna be honest, I wasn't expecting that response. Evil sprout era. <laughs> What what if we get a Fraggle Lego set? It's a thought. It's a thought. Come on. There's going to be Fraggle big Morph. Brain. There's got Come to on, be big Fraggle brain. Morph. If they're making a show, why wouldn't there be March? Really? Come on. Well, they already... Jinx is uh, making those plushies. So we have that. Yeah. I, we do have that. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not going to get any... I don't think they look that good. I'm I'm holding off until the physicals yeah. come out. If the physicals look yeah. good, I'll buy one. There is a possibility that they could look good enough to get one, but like I'm just not really interested in the style. Yeah. If not, I want to just get like an OG boober. That's true. That and I'll have a puppet. The, the old plushies are so cute. They are. Yeah, I can't wait for Spirit Boobo. I can't wait for Spirit Boobo. So we still have Muppet News. <laughs> Wait, what? Did we not discuss most of the news? We, we talked about more. toys for like five minutes. Ten minutes. How much we more think... is there? I um uh I think it's only two more. Our next one, um, it was Richard Hunt's birthday. That's right, how could I forget? It was Richard would have been seventy this year. Yeah, he was so young, God. It's awful. 
Absolutely yeah. awful. I really wish he was still here. You and me both. Just such a powerful force. Could you imagine Sesame Street? Oh, yeah, holy shit. I don't, I don't know if he would still be, like, lifting it up. It's performing. I feel like... I don't know what he would be doing, but... I would like it nonetheless, I think. Same. I feel like yeah. he'd direct. I feel like he might, too. Yeah, I, I can see him doing comedy things, yeah. Yeah, because I know he did um, some Fraggle Rock episodes and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. We have one more piece of news. <laughs> We're almost done. We're almost done. I actually just found out about this one today. I don't know if it had already been talked about before or not, but um, Sonia Manzano is teaming up with the Mr. Rogers Neighborhood, the their production really that's cool to make a new show yeah oh oh wait i know what you're talking about oh that's donkey hody i think no 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 it's wait it's not donkey hody no it's called alma's way no alma's i i have not heard of that um, Interesting. Is being produced by Fred Rogers Productions. And it says Ooh. in each episode of Alma's Way, there's a moment we call a think th- uh, think through where Alma thinks problems of the problems she has going on. It can be why her little brother is mad at her. Sometimes it's something she wants to do. Uh, she and her friends are playing, but they can't agree on a game. How can we figure out something oh. to do together? Oh. Yeah. And it's got a little theme song written by Emmanuel Miranda and everything. <laughs> is he really? Apparently, is one of the things no, that I, I thought was, you were like, kidding. Oh, no. Nope. <laughs> no. I'm completely dead serious. I need to do that. I thought that like, was yeah, a joke because he's in everything. It sounds like a joke. I. Yeah, you know I'm not gonna further elaborate, but there are things that I could say. Um, It sounds like a joke. Um, So funny. Um. uh But yes, it's gonna be an animated show. Sounds cute. It sounds very cute. It takes place in uh, the Bronx. Yeah. I'm dead. Yeah, I'm sorry. Frogs, <laughs> 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 oh my god! We lost it. We lost it. This is what happens every recording. There's just a moment oh where you snap. <laughs> it's kind of like, great. for instance, the autism episode me and Maria did the first episode without Mary. The yeah. whole episode was that. Oh God. We went feral. Oh my god. But that's that's all the news. We did it. We made it. Yeah. Uh, Nice. We've made it. (laughs) Yay. Have you looked at the trending tab? No, I... Do I want to? 
Comedian Larry David and lawyer Alan Dershowitz had a verbal altercation in a grocery store. What? <laughs> that sounds like Curb Your Enthusiasm. Who the fuck is Alan Dershowitz again? Do I know who that no is? No idea. I just know okay. Larry David having an altercation in a grocery store sounds like an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah, yeah. They, they are... Curb your enthusiasm is mentioned, but what happened, and it doesn't really fucking matter. It kind of sounds like a high high school shit, honestly. Uh-uh. Is he's a Harvard law professor, and he was one of the like Democrat cool kids, and then he got tied into the Trump administration, and he and Larry David ran into each other in like a fucking grocery store. And Dershowitz says, we can still talk, Larry. And David says, no, no, we really can't. I saw you. I saw you with your arm around Pompeo, referring to former Trump Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo. And then he continues to say, it's disgusting. Dorsch says, he's my former student at Harvard Law. I greet all of my formal students that way. I can't greet my formal students. And then Larry David says, It's disgusting. Your whole enclave. It's disgusting. You're disgusting. And then added added the salt. Wait a fucking minute. This isn't real. What the fuck? Okay, so the source adds. Maybe I'm being. Oh, maybe this might be a Kobe enthusiasm joke. I'm not sure, but the, it says the source adds Larry walks away. Alan takes off his t shirt to reveal another t shirt underneath it that says, It's the Constitution, stupid. Is that a Kobe enthusiasm joke? Or is that I haven't a fucking... watched enough to know, what but this fuck? whole thing sounds like a Kobe enthusiasm like joke. <laughs> And then it's it's told that Dorshwitz drove off into an old, dirty Volvo, quote-unquote. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm sorry, is he me? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? We can still talk, Larry. <laughs> no, it's disgusting. You're disgusting. It's- Disgusting. You're disgusting. I can hear it Your in his voice. Enclave is disgusting. You're disgusting. Oh Holy shit. She's so incredible. funny. Fucking. Oh my God. Could you imagine watching an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm happen in front of you at the grocery store? Yeah. And <laughs> the fucking the fucking magazine this is in fucking straight up says. Uh, we strongly recommend that readers enjoy the following while playing the Kobe Enthusiasm theme tune in the in your head. <laughs> like, it's so true. So true. What the fuck? <laughs> okay. You start, bro. Oh, I'm... <sighs> okay. Also, I'm here. Hi, I'm here. <laughs> so... Mary is. Um... Did I have a Henson struggle this week? Oh no. <laughs> um. Maria, you go first. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, um, I'm doing a thing for Tough Pigs. I can't really talk about it, mm-hmm. but because of it, I had to rewatch not only 
Kermit's Swamp Years. But right after it, a very merry Muppet Christmas movie. And I need oh, everyone no. I I need everyone to know. Also, the reason why I'm so quiet is because it is 1:41 a.m. where I am at the moment. Okay. So I need everyone to know. Getting through Kermit's Swamp Years it would be a okay movie if it wasn't a Muppet movie. Like, if it was just a regular kids movie, it would be fine. But because it's a Muppet movie, it's so bad. It's so horrible. And also, but I do need everyone to know, if you are going to watch, if you're going to subject yourself to watching Kermit Swamp Years, right after it, I need you to watch A Very Merry Muppet Christmas Movie, which is the worst title ever. Maybe right behind 2011's The Muppets. Because <sighs> at least with A Very Merry Muppet Christmas Movie, there are some semblance of like, yeah, this feels like a Muppet project. Unlike Kermit Swamp Years feels like a, a like a bootleg made by a, a bunch of people who've never seen the Muppets before. Like, at least with Very Mary, there's something there. At, at, oh, Rigby! Hi, Rigby! Hello. <laughs> Rigby is a anti Henson struggle. The counter. Oh, Rigby heard me, and I was like, I have to speak to Maria. <laughs> True. <laughs> Truly. Um, anyway. So <laughs> but if you're, if you're gonna watch Kermit Swamp Years, right after it, watch A Very Merry Muppet Christmas Movie, which at some point is actually a pretty good, like, movie and a pretty good Muppet movie. It's just, it drags on, and it's, it has some really weird, like, plot stuff like there's a whole section that is just um a parody of the the uh oh i can't remember his fucking name the crocodile the crocodile hunter oh yeah that too do you do you know who i'm talking about of course i know who you're i think so about. i'm just confused about this movie steve Irwin. yeah steve Irwin. there's just he was a whole one of my childhood heroes <laughs> same but it's almost 2 a.m and i cannot remember his name thinking about when they were gonna eat rizzo not like straight up dared to eat rizzo we cannot TV. get into no we cannot get into the alternate timeline where <laughs> where the twin towers are still in new york if kermit is not alive we cannot get into it <laughs> Just Wait a minute, this is new information to be Kermit caused 9-11? No, Kermit did not cause 9-11. But... <laughs> the information but, okay. I present is Kermit's caused okay. 9-11. Okay, so they filmed a Very Merry Muppet Christmas movie oh in... Two, okay, they filmed it in 2000, uh, in 2000 and 2001 in New York. And they filmed it before 9-11 happened. <laughs> but then it premiered in 2002. So technically, in the alternate timeline where Kermit never existed, the Twin Towers never fell. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm hearing is Kermit's book on 9-11. No, Kermit the Frog, it's a butterfly effect, okay? 
That's what I'm taking away from this directly. It's a, okay, it's, it's it's a butterfly. Kermit didn't directly cause 9-11. I need... <laughs> it's almost 2 a.m. for me. Okay. Kermit <laughs> traded so an countless <laughs> amount of lives for about 12? Also, maybe 2011. I hope everyone loves that I just was not in this episode except for Muppet Struggles and that I did bring up that Kermit no, no, no. inadvertently did 9-11. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway. You did pop up. Rigby's freaking out. I know I did pop up before. Um, I did it, it as a bit and cool. nobody laughed. Nobody laughed. I was just excited um, to see you. We were just happy to see That's you. That's because you're gay, Sprout. because you're gay. <laughs> well, let's Keep us in. You're my friend. Um, oh, okay. Anyway, but if you want to appreciate... What I'm trying to get at is if you want to appreciate the Muppet Christmas, Very Merry Muppet Christmas movie, watch Kermit Swamp Years before it. Because when we got to the opening of the movie, I was like, wow, this feels like an actual Muppet project and not whatever the fuck is Goggles showing his ass. <laughs> Also, another part. Project. Yeah, goggles and blotch, gay enemies to lovers. You can't, you can't take that from me. They're gay for each other. That's a literal. That's like a their literal subplot. Is they're stuck yes. in a box and they're really gay. Like, they're Literally. just really. What the guy? Okay, it's okay. So this thing is set in the in the um in the thirties, the thirties and forties. The sh the movie is set in the thirties and forties because. Is? Holy it shit. is because, right. okay. It is listen. It They're is angry. because Jim, Jim Henson makes a cameo in it. Yeah. The child who plays Jim Henson makes a cameo in it. Oh. So it would be in like the forties. I so, don't think they thought this movie through. Let us hold. Let me make my fucking point, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> so the shop owner. This is the forties. The shop owner sees Blotch and Goggles and they're like fighting in the cage like Blotch is trying to strangle him and he thinks they're like going at it. It's a kids movie. It's a it's a marketed to kids but there's so many weird sexual undertones to this movie where like he thinks that Blotch and Goggles are like going at it. So he's like I better give you two your own separate cages or whatever the fuck. It's so weird. There's also a weird uh, thing where you see two bunnies and they're like hugging and then later in the movie you see them again but they have a bunch of children. There's a lot of weird like sexual things in Kermit Swamp Years and I hate it. Nobody watched this fucking movie. But if you're going to watch it, watch a Very Merry Muppet Christmas movie right after it to like feel some serotonin. <laughs> Yeah, I should yeah. tell you a couple of things. First of all, you already what? know that Comet Swamp was targeted towards like a younger audience, right? It, yeah, but did yeah, you know it was. It, was, it was partially created? Like the characters of Blotch and Goggles and Kuroko were created with the intention of creating a show later for yep, preschoolers yep. based around yeah, those characters. It was, yeah, and, it was similar to like a Muppet Babies type thing where they're like, we need to make a yeah. show for preschoolers. Yes. And there was also going to be a... um a Muppets during the 50s all in high school movie that never got made and there was an oh. electric uh, mayhem sitcom uh, cartoon that never got made that was yeah. that fell through because Disney bought the Muppets um, yeah anyway this is long winded and I should shut the fuck up bye <laughs> don't leave <laughs>
enjoy you. Thank you. Okay. My Muppet um, struggle of my entire life is that I watched the film Comet Swampiels and, and, and a number of, an immeasurable amount of times as a child in the call because I had two Muppet movies growing up and it was the Muppet movie and it was Comet Swampiels. Oh, no. <laughs> the dichotomy <laughs> of man. <laughs> My Muppet struggle of the day is that I watched Sprout forget Muppet Henson's struggles and then continued to let them forget Henson's struggles (laughs) until hours later when we finished recording around uh, 2.40 a.m., maybe maybe 3 in the morning. Yeah, I think that's everything that I can possibly. So, my Henson struggle week is I have a very dear friend of mine named Richard. And um, we we thought, well, I don't think we thought of it as being a good idea. We ended up starting a war. It started with me sending some Billy Joel. And it ended with him sending me art of the Count. <laughs> we can't get into this. We can't get into this. We can't. We can't get into okay. this. Okay, that was Henson Struggles. Bye, everybody. Well, as a rebuttal, I'd like to say calling Richard Hunt your 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 friend is a bit of a stretch. <laughs> Richard Hunt would never draw cursed count pictures. <laughs> I think he would. Is the thing. Would he? Would he send it to a person? Would he do that? Would he send it is another thing. I don't think he'd send it. I'm looking at the picture as we speak. Consider, consider that he provided Sweetums feet pics for the general public. Mm. I'm just, I will I have to leave. I just <laughs> no. I, I, I just keep looking at this and questioning my existence. I just. If you release this, Richard's gonna have to post it on Twitter. No, we won't. No, no, we won't. We didn't have to release the count feet pics when we talked about it before. Muppet fans above the age of 18, DM me for count feet pics. This is Muppet fans after dark. (laughs) Oh my god, I'm in hell. I'm in hell. This is the hell that I'm living. <laughs> okay, end the fucking end the fucking episode. Goodbye, everyone. We love you, Maria. We love you, Maria. So, Fuck all so, of you. So that was my head struggle. <laughs> Just this cursed piece of art and. I love it and I hate it because I love your artwork and you draw things lovely, but so cursed. It is beyond cursed. I'm going to kill both of you. I think we're all hot and struggling a lot right now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. I have to remember the 
closer. I, I don't have it written down. Maria has it written down. Um, good night, everybody. <laughs> good night, everybody. <laughs> good night, everybody. Um, so that is the end of our show. I would love to thank our lovely <laughs> guest, Richard. Plug yourself. I would yourself. love to thank the lovely host, Drow. You can find me Hello. as uh, Stallman's out on Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr. And that's me. Yeah. Covering all the me. bases. Where can we find you, Sprout? Um, well, before me, um, our lovely art for our podcast was made by Fire Ferret93. Um, our Ooh. opening Ooh. voice acting is done by Turning to Stone. You can find wow. Mary at Muppet Mulaney. You could find Maria at Nerdy Maria Mania. And you can find Maybe me that. at Pow Poo Sprout. Thank you yeah. guys so much for listening. I hope you have a Muppetsational rest of your week. And we'll see you next time. Bye! And for my final trick, I will make this podcast end. I'm going to need complete silence for this. I should be okay now, I think. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, can you... Uh, yeah. There's five of you talking. What's happening? Off, it's only because I'm making sure that my Wi-Fi is still working. And I have to get off this <laughs> for that.